sins have been washed away by the precious blood of the Lamb this morning. Why don't you give Him praise one more time? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. that we have a testimony of what God has done for us and in us today. Praise God. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. It's been better to me than I deserve today. God, I'm grateful. And I appreciate the Spirit that I feel moving in this place. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. My spirit bears witness with every song, every word. For the monks, that word shop, amen. Right on. Right on. Praise God. And if we can unite together, myself praying God we need a move of God in this place Lord I, I need a sovereign move of the Lord in my soul in my spirit in my mind our church family needs a sovereign move and it felt in my spirit the Lord if you will move first if you will move I'll move we came together this morning and I came with a prayer God we need a move of God God came to the service this morning saying I need a move from my people. When we can unite together and seek first the kingdom of God, and do we do everything in our power to move to that end? God will move. And He will bless. He has been. He is. And He will continue to do so. Amen. God, I'm going to ask that you move, but I'm going to move too. I'll move first. <laughs> if my people who are called by my name 
would humble themselves and pray. Turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. He said, if they will move first in faith, I will hear from heaven and I'm going to heal their land. If you'll move, I'll move. Praise God. Amen. So why do you say we unite together with the heart and an attitude and a mindset? Say we are going to serve God. We're going to work together to build the kingdom of God, to seek first the kingdom of God. Because the souls of our family and the city depend upon it. Amen. Now, how many want to see revival? <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I, man, I have thoroughly enjoyed this day already. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Yes. We've been rejoicing and glad in it. Amen. Praise oh, God. Jesus. I, I pray the Sunday school department, they have a great time. I pray for our children. As they receive foundational knowledge of truth to help them in this journey called life. I don't know that they are going to see old age. I really believe that God is coming soon. I believe we are living in the last days. All you have to do is look out and see perilous times are here. Amen. We are living in the last days. The signs of the times are all around us. And like Brother Monks so eloquently said, we have nothing to fear. Roosevelt said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Amen. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Praise God. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see everyone here this morning. Amen. Vivette Williams, God bless you. Good to see you again today. Amen. Just want you to make yourself at home. Amen. And uh, she was looking for an apostolic church. You found one. Amen. Praise God. What an honor to have you again. Everyone else, amen. We're just so good to be in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful for my brothers and my sisters here today. If you just look around, we, this is an amazing group of people that really love God and love one another. Amen. I, I, this is family. This is you know how you go some places and you're just a little uncomfortable, a little edgy? I'm comfortable here. Amen. I'm, well, you're a pastor. You're supposed to be. Well, okay. But I'm, I'm thankful for what God has provided for our church. Amazing. I want to turn your attention for just a few minutes this morning. To the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2. Familiar passage. We'll read two verses this morning. 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse number 9 and verse number 10. Some of you could probably quote.
this passage. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Thankful that he called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now. Everybody say now. now. We are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Praise God. He has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous Light and truth. I want to talk to us, preach this morning on this subject. Very simple thought today. Come to the light. Come to the light. And if you are already walking in the light, can I tell you this morning, stay in the light. Walk. In the light. Follow after Jesus Christ and walk in the light of the day. Praise God. God, would you help us this morning? Help me today. Speak to me and through me in this house. God, I pray that this word would help encourage and edify the body of Christ today. And I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name that you would reach out to someone's heart this morning. Draw them close to you and let them take up their cross and follow you today. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Let the church say amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're seated this morning. (laughs) Praise God. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Man, I heard a story that happened in... Or during the Northeast blackout on August 14th, 2003, there was a tremendous power outage that ran along the eastern coast all the way up into Canada. They had a blackout. It was during the summer on a hot, humid August the 14th of 2003 with no power anywhere. And it even stretched, there were, um, like a chain reaction went all the way over even into Ohio and further west, but along the northeastern seaboard, New York, all the way up, even into Canada, they were without power. And there were people that were, in this case, a story that I heard, there was a particular couple that was flying back to Texas and they were at LaGuardia Airport in New York City. And as they were waiting to get on their plane, the power outage, the blackout took place. And they ended up shutting down the airports. They couldn't send planes out. They couldn't receive planes. And everything just shut down throughout many states. Everything just stopped and came to a standstill because they were all without power. And so the travelers were left scrambling to find a hotel room to stay in. And... 
uh, they, the hotel rooms quickly began to fill up with stranded travelers. And they found a room. It was the last room that, that was available at the Crown, the Guardia Crown Plaza. And this couple, it was in the evening time already. It was dark outside. And they got to the Crown Plaza and they were ushered in by candlelight. How romantic. They were uh, taken to their room by a flashlight. This being <clears throat> in a hot, humid August day, an evening, the couple, when they entered the room, decided to open the window and try to get some air into the hotel room. They pulled the curtains apart and opened the window, and right across the street was the Marriott that had power. And they looked, and it was completely dark. There was no power anywhere all of New York City. No power. I bet that was a little strange. I've been to New York City two times, and everything. I mean, it, it's the, the town that never sleeps. It's lights every, all 24-7. <clears throat> this, I'm sure, had to be something, but right across the street was the Marriott. And so the couple, by flashlight, went back down to the lobby, walked across the street, Went into Marriott where there were people standing, a lot of people standing in line uh, to eat food, hot food, fresh made food at the little cafe in Marriott. And the husband flagged down and asked to see the manager and assistant manager came over and he said, Hey, I, I just had a question. How is it that you have power and no one else does? To which the assistant manager replied, and I want to get this, I'm quoting, When our hotel was built, we were built with gas generators. Therefore, we are not dependent upon what is happening out there to determine what is going on in here. Can I say that again? We are not dependent upon what is going on out there. What is happening out there to determine what is happening in here? We will not fear, Brother Monks. We're not fearing what's happening out there because they have no power in here like we got power. He said what's happening out there cannot determine what's going on in here. He went on to say, we've got something in here that because it is not dependent upon out there, gives us in here what out there does not possess. I said, that'll preach. The church, the apostolic rock church is not dependent upon out there because our power source, our power supply, the anointing unction of the Holy Ghost power that God pours out did not come from out there. It came from above on high. We've got something in here that because it's not dependent upon out there gives us in here what out there does not possess. I've got peace that passeth understanding. I've got the joy of the Holy Ghost. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. 
Why? Because what I have in here, I couldn't find out there. The power that I've got here, you can't find it. The world didn't give it, and the world cannot take it away. I'll be specific. The wor- governor didn't give it, and the governor can't take it away. Government can't give it, and the government can't take it away. This joy that I have. They had something built into them (laughs) that gave them the ability to transcend the darkness. They had some power. They had a mechanism. They had a way to get power. (laughs) Now, I will say, the generator had to have something to generate the power. And we know God inhabits the praises of His people. Every time you begin to praise and worship and you live a holy, dedicated, consecrated, committed life, it's like throwing another log on the fire. There is something in here, the church, that is not dependent upon out there. World, the government, no secular entity can give you peace of mind that passeth understanding. It can only come from the Lord. The world can't give you a substitute for the Holy Ghost. The world can't give us a substitute for the oil and the anointing. The world cannot substitute the power from on high. The world cannot substitute truth and eternal truth that's forever settled. There is no substitute. For the word of God. There is no substitute for the plan of God. There is no substitute for the salvation of God. Oh, somebody give him praise. It's the oil, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the power from on high. It's the Holy Spirit of Almighty God percolating in our soul. You cannot substitute anything. There's nothing like Him. There's no substitute for a relationship with the Lord. 2 Corinthians, Paul writing in chapter 4, I like this. He said, but we have this treasure in earthen Vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure. We've got an excellent power that God gave. And you can't get it anywhere else. You can't receive it. It's the gift that only comes from above. Paul went on to say, because we have this treasure... In earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side. Yet we're not distressed. We are perplexed. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We may be cast down, but we are not destroyed. Why? Because the power of the Holy Ghost. Is not dependent upon anything out there. 
that's dependent upon my relationship with him in here. the Holy Ghost power it's the anointing of almighty God it's the spirit of the most high in this earthen vessel this earthen vessel may have problems this earthen vessel may have issues we have pains it rains on the just and the unjust alike (laughs) but I've got a power on the inside That is not dependent upon what the outside feels like. We've got a power in relationship with the Lord. That we might be troubled on every side. But we're not distressed. We're not living in fear. God hath not given us a spirit of fear. But he's given a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. I'm preaching to the church this morning. You can come to the light. And if you're in the light, you need to stay in the light. You need to stay in the power. You need to stay plugged in to the power source. I don't have any intention of unplugging from the power source. I'm going to stay plugged in. We might be perplexed. There are some perplexing things taking place in this world, in our society. But we are not in despair. This is no time to move to Arkansas. Hello. Brother Monks was right on a few minutes ago. That was. We might be persecuted. But we're not forsaken. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So he said, follow me and you'll walk in the light. We may be cast down, but we will not be. We cannot be destroyed. 
Because God is our power source. And the people of God have always been a people of power and of light. God's people have always been the children of light. In a dark world. In Exodus, during the ten plagues, and Moses in Exodus chapter 10 stretched forth his hand toward heaven. And there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. I feel like you could take that verse and put it in, two, in 2020, 2020. You could put that in this, this day and age today. Because you can feel the darkness out there. But what I have in here is not dependent upon out there. And this thick darkness in Exodus For three days, it says, in all the land of Egypt, it lasted for three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days, but all the children, not just a few, all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Because what we have in here is not dependent upon out there. We are the temple of God. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? You have light in your dwelling. Ephesians 5 and 8. For you were sometimes darkness. Not you weren't in. You were darkness. But now are you light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. God's people are never to walk in darkness. In our text, 1 Peter 2 says, You should show forth the praises of Him. That's all we've been doing praising, shouting, worshiping God. Why? Because He called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Which in time past, we were not a people. But now, we are the people of God. We were in darkness. We were darkness. But we're now light in Him. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. But you are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. This is speaking about... And I'm fixing to preach here for a second. If you haven't noticed, I've been trying to get to preach a little bit this morning. This is speaking about the children of light and that the light is their identity. In other words, we are identified in the light. Identity is what makes a person definable. And recognizable. To be recognized as a child of the king, you have to walk in the light. He said, which in time past, you were not a people. But now you are the people of God. You were in darkness, but now you're in the light. You are the people of God. We are defined as the people of God because we are walking in the light. Let me, let me break it down to you. It's easy to identify someone who's walking in the light. 
is anonymity in darkness. You are not recognizable. I'm not recognizable when I'm in the darkness. And how is it? I've always wondered on judgment day. When Jesus said there's going to be some that are going to stand before him in judgment. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. I never recognized you. How is it? Because they were in darkness. The only way to escape the eyes of God is to live and abide and dwell in darkness. And people who walk in darkness are going to hear one day a judgment. I never knew you. I never recognized you. There was nothing identifiable about you. But for the people of God who are walking in the light. He knows me on a first name basis. I identify with Christ. I was baptized in his name. I'm a child of the king. I'm walking in the light. And we should, as the Apostolic Rock Church, be recognizable and identifiable as the people of the Most High. Can somebody say amen? That was a little preaching and pastoring right there. There's anonymity, though, for those that walk in darkness. That's the danger of walking in darkness. It's that one cannot be distinguished from another. You cannot distinguish a church from the world. They're all in darkness. You can't distinguish. There's a reason why we are distinguishable and recognizable about being and and thankful that we are for for being separate. He said, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Without holiness, no man can even see the Lord. Amen. We should be recognizable. The church has to be identifiable as the children of the light. Of truth, of holiness, of separation. I'm preaching to our church right now. We are thankful. I am thankful that we are recognizable. There's something different about us. We're not in the darkness. We are children of the light. Jesus said in John 8 and 12, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The way to walk in light is simply to follow Jesus. Simply to obey the word of God. He said, you follow me and you shall walk in the light. You want not to follow the Lord, you decide you're not going to follow God, you're going to be walking in darkness, there's nothing recognizable about you. You're going to be thinking that you're doing bad things in anonymity, no one can see. But it's not just that no one can see, it's, here it is, it's that Jesus will not see you on judgment day as someone that he recognizes. This phrase is pretty powerful that Jesus says, I am, everybody say, I am the light of the world. What's he saying there? I mean, that's a powerful statement. He said, follow me and walk in the light. He said, I am the light of the world. 
If you don't follow me, he says, you're walking in darkness. Can I say the world has no other light than Jesus Christ? He is the light of the world. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Any old baptism won't do. He's the light. The world has no other light but Jesus Matter of fact, I'll go as far as to say the world was made for this light. We were made to create, or we were created, we were made to praise and worship Him. This world was made to be illuminated by the light. Yeah, I tell you, you know, hell is a, amongst you, mentioned hell hath enlarged itself. It's a really dark place. Do you know why it's so dark? Because there's no light there. I, I'm not trying to confuse you. That's pretty that simple. It's pr- pretty profound. That's why in 1 John 1 and 5 says, This then, this is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. Hell is very dark because there's no light. There's no truth. There's no God there. I don't want to go where it's that dark. I don't want to walk in darkness, period. I want to follow Jesus and stay in the light. If you're not following the Lord today... I just invite you, come to the light. Come, taste, and see. You can't see in darkness. But taste and see that the Lord, He is good. Come to the light. And if you're in the light, stay in the light. I was going to have Brother Nichols read. I'm just going to read it real quick. John 9 and 1. As, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Isn't it funny? They asked Jesus. They asked a question to the answer. Y'all didn't get that. They asked the answer. Because he is the answer. They said, who sinned? And Jesus said, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. There's going to come a period of time when you're not having the light here. But he said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed his eyes. He didn't just make mud. But he spit on the very earth. God spits at the problem. 
And he took it and he anointed. He didn't just put mud on his eyes. He anointed him. You see, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that only comes from him. Anyone can spit, but not he wasn't just anyone. And he says, he says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. This is a powerful truth right here. First, he anointed the blind man. And then he said, you go and wash. Can I submit to somebody this morning? You were anointed a long time ago. And you, you ready? Your eyesight is still on its way. He was anointed with new eyeballs. Or at least some clay where his eyes were. Or should have been. The miracle had already been done. Jesus had already anointed. It was just a matter of the man exercising his faith. And following after the word of God. He said, you go and you wash. And so he went. And I'm thankful we walk by faith and not by Took a blind man to show us that. We walk by faith and not by sight. He said, Walsh, I don't care how long. It, I don't know how long he went to it. Maybe he was five minutes away. Maybe he was an hour. I don't know how long it took him to get there. I think he was probably scrambling, crawling, running, bumping into things. I don't think he really cared what people thought. I don't think he really cared. He said, I've got the anointing of God. I've been told to wash. I'm going to wash. Hey, I feel like something good is about to happen. God asked the man to go where he couldn't see. Sometimes God will ask us to trust in his light. To walk in His way. To be obedient to His word. Even when we don't always see. All I see is what God's asking me to do here. I can't see tomorrow. I can't see next week. I can't see next month. I can't see next year. But I'm going to trust God. If He said go, I'm going to go. And when I get there, I will see. I will have it revealed unto me. Why? First Corinthians 2 9 says, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. There are some things people in this world cannot see. Some things they, the Word of God will not reveal to them. Why? Because they are in darkness, and it's hard to understand and read the Word of God when you're in complete darkness. 
That's why we have to be a city set on a hill. Say, hey, let me show you the light. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me, come on, you need to come to the light. You need some truth. You need some help. You need some help in your marriage. You need some help in your life. You need some joy. You've been sitting around on a bar stool. You've been trying Xanax. Hey, you need to come to the light. You need to come to Jesus. Let me show you the way. Somebody shout hallelujah. I, I kind of think that, I don't know, we can ask him one of these days. I kind of think the favorite miracles of Jesus were healing the blinded eyes. I mean, he, he liked, I'm sure he enjoyed healing everybody. And, and I'm sure he, you know, the lame, I mean, you know, he, Jesus wept and then he calls Lazarus out. He was weeping because of their pain and Mary and Martha and the family and everybody, all the friends there. But he, he, he weeps for them. But Lazarus, come on out of there. I'm paraphrasing. He said, come forth. But I said, come on out of there. Hey, dude, get up. <laughs> come on, Lazarus. I mean, that had to be cool. It's got to be cool to be God. You know what I'm saying? Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> Here he comes. Loose him. Let him go. He needs to praise and worship a little while. Huh? I kind of think his favorite miracles healing the blinded eyes. We have we know we know at least three times in scripture, Bartimaeus coming in, walking through Jericho with the two blind guys coming out of Jericho, and then we got this guy right here. We spit, makes that mud balls, puts them in his eyes. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. That's pretty cool. I love it that how God likes to. Pull people out of darkness and into his marvelous light. But even more than the miracle of physically giving eyesight, God's favorite miracle is to spiritually pull somebody out of darkness and let them walk in the light of Christ. (laughs) And that's why I'm thankful that he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light light and I was going to talk about I, I may just mention it but I'm just about out of time I wonder who who and what is afraid more of the other the monks you were right on this morning we have nothing to fear from the darkness the Bible says that the devils believe and tremble at the name. Can I tell you, darkness is afraid of the light. Let, let me tell you why. <clears throat> he's God and he's light. That's, that's really the reason. But do you know what? Let's talk about darkness and light just for a quick second here. Darkness is defined by what it is not. Darkness is the absence of light. Light is defined by what it is. Darkness is defined by what it is not. 
The devil is a deceiver and he is the father of all lies. He does not have power or authority. Oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. He does not have power and authority. He is defined by what he is not. He does not have power and authority over the people of the light. Let me, let me show you. Maybe I should have preached back here for a few minutes. Let me show you how, how much power darkness has. You ready? Power of darkness only has as much power as we give it. Darkness is defined by what it is not. Darkness has to flee when light shows up. Who's afraid of who? Darkness has to flee when it comes to contact. When light shows up. You ready? Young people that are back in Sunday school. Oh, there's some here. When you show up, eventually after social distancing and whatever schools let you come back, or parents have had enough, when you, the moment you, Holy Ghost filled young lady, walk into your, your classroom, light just showed up. You just turned the light on. And darkness is going, oh, there's something, oh, hey, something different here. Why? Because you are walking in the light of Christ. And sometimes the reason they persecute people of the light is because they begin to see how awful their life really is even because they've been hiding it because there's anonymity and darkness. But when light shows up, they begin to see, hey, I'm undone. There's something wrong with me. And I didn't, I didn't know there was anything wrong with me until you godly ladies showed up or you godly righteous young men showed up. And all of a sudden, hey, there's something wrong here. I see things that I've never seen before. Why? Because darkness has to flee when light shows up. The very first words that we have recorded in Scripture... That God said, there's a spirit moved upon the water. He moved upon the face of the deep. But in verse number 3 of Genesis 1, God said, let there be light. Didn't the Bible say, didn't the word tell us, if we resist the devil, he has to flee? Hey, when the devil comes in temptation, you talked about temptation in the the daily bread or the daily loaf. (laughs) That's a joke. I love Brother Monks. Appreciate it. He knows what we're talking about. Sharing some daily bread this week. We had to condense it down so we could get it all out in one text message. He said God didn't give him a daily slice. Say, man, he gave him a daily loaf. Praise God. Had somebody, they said they were driving. They, they were driving. They looked down to see, see the daily loaf. <laughs> it's from Brother Monks. I better pull over. It's going to be a while. I mean this in love. I I think it's awesome. Amen. Amen. Because it's that daily loaf that reveals some things in us. The light reveals some things in us. 
and how we can be tempted and yet we can still resist the devil. And when we fight the lust of the flesh and we go through that lustful civil war that's taking place in our members that Paul said there's a war raging as long as I stay in the light. I'll know which way to go. Follow Jesus. Just do what WJ What would Jesus do? Just follow him and walk in the light. Praise God. I'm closing. Musicians, come, babe, come play something. Save me. Save the people. Because <laughs> it's almost noon. Let's, let's stand together in this place. Praise God. Everybody shout light. light. I said everybody shout light. Second Timothy 1. I'm going to read it. I had it in my notes. Brother Monks talked about it. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. First John 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What we have in here is not dependent upon out there. It was also noted in the blackout of 2003, August 14th, on the eastern shore. There were people in major metropolitan areas like New York City that had never seen from the city the Milky Way. It was so dark they could see the sun reflecting off of satellites orbiting the the globe. They said people would go outside. It was so dark. It was, they said it was like a display of light in the heavens. Can I tell us when we walk in the light? We are the satellites of light in this dark world. When you walk in light, wherever you go to the grocery store, Walmart, Target, Albertsons, On the job, you might work in a very dark place, but I'm going to tell you, you are God's satellite to this world. You are God's beacon of light and hope. You see, because that satellite was still in communication. It was on a specific trajectory. Oh, I don't have time to preach all that. As children of the light, we're following after Him. We have purpose. You want purpose in your life? Just come to the light. You want peace? Just come to the light. If you want joy unspeakable and full of glory, just come to the light. As a satellite, we are reflecting the light that God is shining in us. And it was even in their darkest time that the lights of the heaven shined the brightest. And I wonder, Brother Monks, as you talk, as dark as it may get in California, 
They talk about these rolling blackouts. As dark as it gets in California, the light of Christ, I believe, will shine brighter and brighter and brighter. And as Isaiah 41, and I'm done, he said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Come to the light. Your strength is in the Lord. Your help is in the Lord. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Come to the light. Walk in the light. There's strength. There's joy. There's peace. Everything you need is in Jesus. Just come to the light. He said, I am the light of the world. If you're tired of fear, if you feel like you've been battling a spirit of fear, come to the light. I'm going to give you a really good quote, and I'm done. (laughs) It's a quote. This guy, you might know him. His name's Mike Mullins. He wrote this quote down yesterday. It's fresh. I am not afraid of the darkness. I am afraid of not having light. There's a difference. I'm not afraid of the darkness out there. Brother Monks, what I am afraid of is losing the light in here. I'm afraid of losing the light here. I don't know how, you, how long you live for God. I don't know what you're going through. But I, some of you walk in dark places. But I want you, hey, if you need that oil of anointing to, to be poured out in your spirit, if you feel like the light is getting a little dim in your life, I want to tell you, all you got to do is come to your power source. Pastor's not afraid of the darkness out there. I'm afraid of not having light. I, God, please don't take your spirit from me. Cast me not away from thy presence, but restore the joy of thy salvation. God, I want to come to the light. Jesus, I'm coming to the light. I've got to have you. I can't live in a dark world without you. Come to the light. I wonder if there's anyone that just wants to find a place this morning to pray. I know we went a little longer today, but I wonder if there's anyone that wants to come and to an altar, you want to stand, kneel, whatever. We just want to say, God, I, I just don't want the light to go out in my life. God, I'm going to follow after you. God, I'm going to keep walking and trusting and depending on you. What you gave me is not dependent. It didn't come from out there. It only can come from this joy that I have. The world didn't give it. The world can't take it away. God, I'm coming to you for a renewal, for restoration. Come on, let's find a place to pray. Come to the light. Come to the light.